Welcome to the Morning Coffee with Alan podcast, the less is more approach to personal development. Hello and welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with Alan. My name is Alan Combies. I'm a transformational coach and this podcast is all about really having a conversation about how your personal well-being and development does not have to be complicated. And today I thought I would talk about, so I spent the weekend um, as we're, ooh, my battery's going to die. I'm looking at my phone on notes. Um, last weekend, I, th- I believe it's the 26th today of October 2020. And over the weekend, I got to spend time on a uh, Zoom call in a conference with uh, someone who I've worked with uh, many times over the years, um, uh, a man named Jamie Smart. He's really someone I consider my personal coach, although I've never hired him one-on-one. I've learned a tremendous amount from him attending his uh, seminars and and being a part of his different projects and things like that. Uh, the, The training I've gotten from him and who he has introduced me to over the years has really been um really really essential in in how i work with clients and how i view my own life and how i proceed <laughs> through this um you know through through life really how i look at life and how i look at my experience and how i um communicate and how i connect with people it's been tremendous so so over the weekend, I was reminded of a quote um, from Byron Katie, and I'm, I'm, I don't have the exact quote, so I'm going to have to paraphrase it, but it was something to the effect of this. Since the past is over and the future hasn't happened, all of your thoughts are about nothing. I'm going to say that again. Since the past is over and the future hasn't happened, all of your thoughts are about nothing. Now, I thought that that I'd heard that quote before, but it really sort of struck me again. And I sent it out to people uh, who have subscribed to my email list. And one of my clients wrote back and she said, I found myself at times caught up in the gravitational pull of anxiety over something that either happened in the past or something I anticipate may happen in the future. Then I'll suddenly snap out of it by getting distracted by something outside myself and suddenly realize the anxiety is gone, that it doesn't exist and that I'm actually safe and okay in the here and now. It blows my mind every time this happens. I'll read it one more time before my battery dies here. She says, I found myself at times caught up in the gravitational pull of anxiety over something that either happened in the past or something I anticipate may happen in the future. Then I'll suddenly snap out of it by getting distracted by something outside myself and suddenly realize the anxiety is gone, that it doesn't exist, and that I'm actually safe and okay in the here and now. It blows my mind every time this happens. I love that she, what she's seeing. This is a, um, a client of mine, someone I've worked with in the past. 
and I really resonate with what I'm so glad that that she reached out and communicated to me um, you know I'd written a sort of a, a letter and my take on that quote um, to her and to other people on my list and and she wrote back and I love the way she put it you know there seems to be a when we're navigating our experience of life, uh, there there often seems to be a gravitational pull towards the drama, you know, towards the stories, the anxiety, the the stories about our past that that we carry through with us through life. And what's up with that? And I think you know what what's up with that is there, and this is sort of just me riffing on it, but. I think there is a combination of sort of a habitualness to to sort of going back and ruminating on on certain memories or events as there is making stuff up about the future and getting worried about it otherwise known as anxiety. I think that there is a habitual nature to that. And you know, I think for some of us if we're not caught up in that uh, we we think that we're not you know it's sort of like that that's our gauge as to if we are alive or not <laughs> you know what I mean so if we're not feeling that anxiety if we're not feeling that stress if we're not thinking about the past and drumming up all of that uh, you know all of those feelings then we think that we're not living, you know. It's it's sort of like, um, and this is kind of a harsh example, but what comes to mind is, um, you know, people who self harm. You know, people who, uh, you know, cut themselves or, or do things like this because we don't understand the nature of of thought and we um, oftentimes I think have you know these voices in our head these these self um, I don't know the, the self-talk or or the the traumatic memories or what have you we don't know how to escape it and I think that sometimes um, if we have a belief that that we're not good enough or anything else like that, then sometimes going back to the drama and the trauma is better than what's normally running. So in other words, if I think that I'm a no good piece of shit, let's say, if I fall into that, if I believe that I'm a no good piece of shit and I, you know, swim in that constantly, well, that's going to, that's going to create a miserable experience. And so a respite might be to go, you know, to go into another memory and an, an anxiety or, uh, you know, to think, to make something up about the future or to go into a slightly less painful memory from the past. And these can actually be escapes. And I think what happens with a lot of people is the 
our natural uh, capacity to sort of self-correct can leave us in a place of non-thought. It can leave us in a place of spaciousness, in a place of connectedness. And I think that perhaps this can be uncomfortable for a lot of people. So if we're not used to being in that space of no thought, then when we're there, because it's uncomfortable, we immediately go, oh, okay, I got to go. I got to go back up into those, those thoughts. I got to make sure that, you know, you know, that I'm still, that the wheels are still spinning. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but, but I think that um, it's very natural if we don't understand the power of thought and, and, and what it means to move from thought to thought. And, and if we don't have a glimpse of, the freedom that that implies. I mean, there is great freedom in understanding that whatever your experience that you're having in this moment is transient and temporary. Uh, And really the only reason it seems not to be that way is because we give it so much weight and we give it so much power and we give it so much of our attention. Now, I'm not saying that the things that you think about aren't worth thinking about. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to... Everybody has the right to ruminate in painful thought for as long as they want. Um, but if you're looking for a better experience of life, if you're looking for um, a different way, if you're looking for a way to understand how you are built as a human being for the purpose of having an overall more pleasant experience of life, well, the answer is to really to begin to see that um, spectrum, if you will, and correlation between how much you have on your mind and or how little you have on your mind and the corresponding experience you have of life in that way. In other words, you know, I know, I know, I don't always see it right away, but I know that if I am uh, getting anxious or uptight or kind of, you know, just fixated on something, I know why that's happening. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to fix it right away. It doesn't mean I have to fix it right away. It just means I know what's actually going on. What's actually going on is I'm caught up in thought in that moment. Now, there are times when, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe I have something I need to do and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of thought about it and it's kind of making me uneasy or uncomfortable and, you know, I just, maybe I don't want to do it or maybe I'm, maybe I've got thoughts of, oh, I don't know if I can do this. So here's an example. Uh, you know, I play, I play the drums and I've recently started singing, um, mostly a little backup here and there and, and I'm starting to sing a little, um, lead 
with vocals. Now this is, truthfully, this is something I've, I've always wanted to try but never really had the guts to. And uh, recently I, I got in a band and they really encouraged me to, it's a three-piece band, so you know, really we all need to be singing. So they really, really encouraged me. And I remember the first time, it was actually with another band, but but they knew that I had been singing. So they were like, hey, why don't you sing this song? Why, why don't we do this song? And uh, immediately I, you know, I could tell that my, my nervous system was was going haywire. I was like, oh my God, you know, here it is. I'm in front of all these people. All of the other guys in the band are great singers. I'm not a singer. And here I am, I'm about to sing this, this song. Now I could have said no, but I knew that my experience in that moment, <clears throat> now here it is, I had been practicing. So I, I was as prepared as I could be in that moment. But, I knew that the nerves and everything else um, was natural, and I knew that it was, you know, a part of being human, and I knew it was coming from from thought in the moment, and so I, I didn't have to do anything about it. I just said yes, and when we started that song, I opened my mouth. <laughs> you know, and and went for it. Now, this is just an example, but and and by the way, it went it went really well. I was really happy afterwards. I was, you know, uh, relieved and also a little euphoric because it was the first time I ever sang in front of people while playing my drums at the same time. So. What's the point of that story? Well, the point is if we think that we need to feel 100% confident or comfortable or, you know, I don't know. If, if we think we need to have our shit together before we go and, and do stuff, um, I think we're going to miss out. I think we're gonna go, we're gonna miss out on what happens when you actually put one foot in front of the next, and really trust that who you really are, that life is gonna is gonna carry you through. Now, one thing I will say is that if I had had a lot of thinking as I was performing that probably would have gummed stuff up. Like if I had, if I hadn't just said, okay, I'm just going to do this, you know, and just go for it, go for it. I might've had a lot of th uh, thinking going into it. And if I had a lot of thinking going into it, I might, might've hit a wrong note and then had more thinking about it and, and kind of just, I could have crashed and burned. But the, but the key, I think, in that situation is that I, I let go. I let go and I let life carry me through. And I think in every moment we have this opportunity and in those moments are when we experience growth and expansion. 
you know, when it comes to this human experience. And so, am I saying that you'll, you, you know, you always have to go out and uh, put yourself in these precarious situations? No. In fact, you know, for you, it might be something small. It might be just, um, you know, maybe having a conversation with somebody or calling somebody up that uh, you've been nervous about talking to or, or staying engaged with, uh, with a conversation that feels uncomfortable or, um, you know, it, it literally it could be anything, looking somebody in the eyes. It could be anything, depending on where you're at, <clears throat> where you're at, you know. So, so I don't know if that makes sense, but it really looks to me like when we when we begin to understand that the past is over and the future hasn't happened, that all of your thoughts truly are about nothing. And that, to me, creates a freedom. A freedom and an invitation to be, to be, you know, to be in the moment and to really just relish that moment. And know that the allure, the allure of, you know, the, the memories of our past or the made-up uh, anxious stories we have about this thing called the future, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna come and they're going to go. And if we can sort of wrap ourselves around the fact that the power we have, you know, to think about something, to create something from thought is beautiful even when it makes us feel shitty. What an amazing capacity we have with this thing called thought, you know, to create worlds, even when they make us feel shitty. So if we can marvel in that, if we can appreciate that power that we have, well, that just might do something for you too, you know? You know, I often say, just turn and embrace all of your experience. Turn and embrace all of your experience. <coughs> and often when I say that, people say, well, I don't want to embrace this bad feeling. Well, no. The only reason you don't want to embrace it is because you think there's more to it than there is. You see, what you're feeling isn't your past. You're feeling thought about an experience that you had. Whatever it is you're feeling isn't happening. The feeling is happening now, but it's not coming from the event. It's coming from thought. 
And the same goes for the future, you know, when we sit sit around and worry about the state of the world, when we worry about politics, when we worry about our future. While it is true, we have things that we need to handle. We've got things that we need to take care of, right? But it looks to me that if we understand that getting wrapped up in the anxiety is not going to serve us in handling the situation. You know, it's like uh, someone came to me and they were asking me about the, you know, the state of politics. They, they had something they were really, really worrying about. And it was very consuming for them. Uh, and they were extremely worried and angry and upset. And, uh, you know, they, they, they were wondering what to do. Like, <coughs> it felt, they felt very justified. They, it, you know, it seemed, it seemed like the thing to do in that moment was to be sad, was to be depressed, was to be helpless. And, And as I sat and listened to her, to them, it dawned on them that, oh, maybe I should actually do something. And I said, yeah. And I said, you know what? Use that, use that feeling to point you in a direction. Use that feeling to, to inspire you to take action. But when you take, whatever you do, when you take that action, do it from a place of love and joy and connection. In other words, if we allow thought to cover, to color our, ex our experience when we take action, well, we're just not designed to, to perform as well when we're caught up in all of that negativity we're really designed to work from a place of flow i'm currently reading uh, stealing fire i don't have the authors with me uh their book with me right now but it's essentially um, a study about the flow state and how uh, the navy seals and silicon valley has been obsessed with with creating this flow state and trying everything from meditation to psychedelic drugs and medicines uh, and everything else. For good reason, I understand. Flow is really the optimal state. But what is flow? Well, it looks to me like flow is just stepping in to the next thing without a lot on it. Like letting go and moving forward in the next step. And when we're in a place of flow, there is no space for anger, resentment, depression, guilt, shame, any of that. There's no room for it. Because those feelings are the opposite of flow. And I really believe that when we do step into that flow state, we are stepping closer 
and getting an experience, a truer experience of who we really are. Because who we really are is not all of the anxiety or guilt or shame. Those are just thought-created personality stuff, <laughs> you know? Who you really are is an expression of pure consciousness. And as pure consciousness, you've been given the gift of seeing the world through your physical being. What a magical gift that is. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, <coughs> excuse me, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and you can always go to my website at, at uh, alancombies.com and uh, you can sign up for a, thr a free 30-minute consultation. I love meeting people and speaking with people and um, if it makes sense for us to to talk about working together, we can do that at another time and extend the conversation. All right, that's all for now. This is Alan Comby's Morning Coffee with Alan podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Take care. <laughs>